Here we are. We have survived a full year of Saturday Morning Superstars going from WrestleMania 8 to WrestleMania 9. And we're going to treat ourselves to the greatest thing the WWE Network has ever done. This is up there with the Poison Double Live. I mean, if you're going to change your name, get rid of Federation, put entertainment in, and try to pass yourself off as an entertainment conglomerate. I think we should have shows like this. They should do stuff other than just SmackDown and Raw, and which is basically the same show, just blue and red. Like, why not have a goofy throwback TV show? Well, we had talked about this before. Like, that's what the basis of this podcast is about, is this the old Saturday morning shows and how goofy and hokey they were. Maybe they weren't this hokey. Like, of course, they went over over the top with Southpaw. But, uh, you know, this, it's not too far off, especially in the late 80s, of what we're watching on Saturday mornings. <laughs> I mean, you could be a P you don't have to have everything PG, right? You can do, like... Yeah. A PG, G-rated, gimmicky show for kids. Yes. You could do a skit show like this thing just for, mm -hmm. I don't know, shits and giggles. <laughs> they totally had so much fun doing this. And if you're going to be a cable at 9 o'clock at night, have a PG-14 or a TVMA or whatever it is yeah. show. Like, have Raw be Raw. More of an adult-related yeah. show. They have enough superstars to do that. Oh, God, yeah. And give everybody their, you know, their best due. I mean, just seeing this show shows like the range of some of your superstars. Like, how many Stone Colds can there be? How many like yeah. bad Fs, bruisers, or cool heels can one federation actually have? We need mm. sea monsters. My creature from the sea. We need you know cops back and, and Mounties yeah. and shit. I mean, yeah. not everybody's going to be that. You know, that's yes. Mr. McElroy, the banker. <laughs> It's the best. All right, well, let's get into it. We have All right. season one, episode one, here on the cock. Since this is Southpaw Regional Wrestling, my cock is a little bit to the left. <laughs> it's got the European grip. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so we start off, and basically the whole show is just promo after promo after promo. With a yes. little bit of commentary. We don't actually get to see a match, which is fine because we need a match. We don't need um, a match. Like, this no, is riveting there's no reason without one. <laughs> and that's that's part of the fun of of this podcast too is we love the promos we love making fun of a lot of the promos too well, we have so much fun with those well let's be honest it is in real true saturday morning superstars are there really any matches no no you got some guy who punts a red tight around for five minutes our podcast is based off the promos that are given mm -hmm. and then giving our red tights uh just do you know just giving them yeah. a little bit of recognition mm -hmm. that's that's what it is that's what it's basically is but yeah i mean is tito santana versus black lightning or whatever his name was yeah, like yeah. really a yeah. match probably not yeah. so this not is perfect. at all love how they find a tape that hasn't mm -hmm. been recorded over like the blair witch project <laughs> it's like found footage the old Panasonic. I think I had that. I, yeah, I might we, still have that. We had that in college. VCR. We had that VCR in our dorm. Easily. Yeah. Easily. And, and you no didn't have did. to look far for that one. No. I think that one still gets sold. The forehead Omnivision VHS. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It probably costs like $300. <laughs> oh, at that point, A forehead yeah. VCR? It's probably expensive back then. Yes. So we open up, and uh, this is apparently found footage from 1987, a renegade wrestling promotion 
called Southpaw. And we open up to our first promo, which is the ever-present Tex Ferguson stepping out of his Z28 350 under the hood, giving us <laughs> spit take after spit take after spit take. He spits and they triple take it. Yes, like, I like love a, that. Like an that 80s explosion that. where you'd see the same explosion like four times. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised they didn't come in like on a diagonal, like lightning bolts. Like, yes. choo, choo, choo. <laughs> this just shows the quality of this show. They have to get a Camaro and it's a Z28. The only thing that can make it better is if South Paul was actually taking place in New Jersey, where if you were Italian <laughs> and in New Jersey in this yeah. period, time period, you're required by law to buy an IROC Camaro. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think that's in the bylaws. Certainly. Yeah. Certainly. So Tex is kind of like a, a freebird kind of guy, and it sounds like he's broken up with his tag partner. It's it's been a, like a Genetti kind of experience here. Yes, his brother, his amigo, his hermano, or his Chad. Too bad. With my friend, my compadre, me amigo, me hermano, Chad. Too bad. They are no longer friends. He's given us a little bit of a uh, piece of his mind based <laughs> yes. off he has gone through with Chad too bad. Tex Ferguson is is not happy and there is going to be some type of match with Chad too bad. We don't know when yet, but that will be revealed to us shortly. Yes. Is that a Ryber jacket or is it a Ribber jacket? <laughs> I was trying to figure out what that is. What is Ribber? Well, he's sporting like white crocodile boots. His tights yeah. are teal. Cla everything clashes. Like yeah. the tights clash with the car, clash with the jacket, <laughs> clash with the bandana, yeah. which is yep. over his ears. So he can't put his sunglasses on his ears. They're, they're <laughs> up by the top of his head. He's apparently the rich member of the team that is broken up. He's uh, well, got all the fancy stuff, but it's all like hillbilly yes. fancy. It's all white yeah, trash. Yeah, he's got fancy. the Z28. <laughs> Yes, he's he's bragging about all the things that he's able to buy in this. Yes, they introduced Chad Tupad, and he looks like the Manamana Muppet. <laughs> that would be awesome if he just came up out of that little window that he's in, and all of a sudden you hear the Manamana. Yeah, <laughs> and all he does is laugh like uh, the anvil. Yeah, very, very breathy laugh that comes in. Yeah. <laughs> we come out of there into our commentators who we get to see, which is Lance Catamaran and Chet Chetterson. Chet spelled with two T's, I believe. Well, Chad Too Bad was the number two, and Bad was those two D's. Two D's, of course. That was like the late 80s, early 90s thing to use two an unnecessary continent in your name yeah <laughs> like something was you know rocks it was r-o-x-x -X. yes <laughs> the set of our event center here is perfectly cheap it's got yes. a uh, <laughs> basically a sign on an easel a backdrop of just some curtains yeah <laughs> folding table <laughs> with a, yeah. a uh, tablecloth on it a couple of pieces of paper no no uh, computers at that time, because it was 1987. Ch Cherfield is not looking too good. No. Right He's got his pipe in hand, what seems to be some type of worn smoking jacket, and his uh, glass of scotch. I can only assume that that's scotch. He takes his scotch on the rocks, by the way. Yeah, oh well. In front of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Lance Catamaran sporting yes. an enormous pompadour wig. I guess he has coffee or tea in a very small coffee cup. You would find that at like, that's like a hotel coffee cup right there. Lance is just a shame because he's above average, right? He's, he's too oh, yeah. good for this show but not good enough for anything else. He's been kicked out of his job yeah. at Utica, New York. <laughs> oh yes, that he was in for six weeks, 36 days. When I had that job up in Utica. Yeah, that yes. was like his big break and he blew it, so now he's forced to do South Pole Regional Wrestling. <laughs> yes, and I, I especially appreciate his little asides that he will do every yeah. once in a while. <laughs> He'll just throw in a, I miss my father. It's like, I can't believe this is my life at this point. Yes, this is my life right yeah. now. But he's talking about how he paid common people to demean him. Like the time I used to pay common people to demean me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The segment before we had the Good Brothers playing both parts. Yes. Which, you know, besides Festus, I think is the best character work that those guys have ever done. Like, I would oh, rather yeah. see yeah. those two wrestle as those two characters than, yeah, the, yeah. than the Good Brothers. And our commentators, it took me forever the first time I saw this to realize that was Fandango. Yes. That's Fandango. <laughs> well, some of these, because I was going through, I was like, who's this person? Who's this person? And some of it, now that I know, I was like, I had no idea who they were. We'll, we'll get to that once we, we see them in here. Uh, but yeah, we've got Fandango here and of John Cena uh, mm -hmm. and the Good Brothers uh, at the beginning of the show. I believe that the Tex Ferguson character was based off of another character that he called Sex Ferguson. Oh, he, nice. He toned it down for South Southpaw wrestling. So uh, I believe that was sort of homage to Sex Ferguson. Fandango sitting here with the balding wig, which is just amazing. Yeah. And I like how Cena's in it because, you know, how many times are like the, the top stars like above stuff like this? And mm -hmm. he's just like all in. He's like, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll do this oh, yeah. side gig. Like, how much is oh, Cena's easy. time worth? Even in 2017, <laughs> like a fortune. And he's sitting yeah. here going, yeah, I'll fuck around with you guys. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Please, sign yeah. me up. Yeah, I'm in. His agent's like, you know, I well, had you booked for like some serious shit. And he's like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, South Pole. South Gotta Paul. do it. Gotta do it. So we're going to cut to the champion, right? Yes, our champion, who is John... Johnson. Right now, we are going to get some exciting, charismatic words from our champion, the Southpaw Regional Wrestling Champion, John Johnson. John? Played by <laughs> TJ Perkins, TJP, who is uh, no longer with the company at this point. Well, there's a lot of the guys here that are no longer with the company, but yeah, I think um, most of the people yeah, are with was... the company. I did not, th I thought that was someone else. I thought that was, uh, what's his face from the vaudeville villains? No, no, that is not. Um, Gosh, gosh. Yeah, Simon, Simon Gotch. Yeah, it does it does it does kind of look like Simon Gotch with his with his mustache there, but uh that's TJP. That's TJ Perkins to a John Johnson, the very charismatic. He's he's world <laughs> champion. He's smaller than like everybody in the room. He's got of course. He's got the most boring name. This is champion of yesteryear stuff right here. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. G Chip Henderson, the so. referee, is bringing the title belt, which is a plastic toy belt, which I thought was yeah. excellent. And Clint, look up here who Chip Henderson was. And I couldn't figure it list. out. Clint Bobsky is your mean gene stand-in. Yes. With a, his over-the-top jacket and enormous glasses. And Chip Henderson has found the title belt 
which was accidentally mm-hmm. left behind by John Johnson. And Clint, played by Y2J, Chris Jericho, yeah. is giving him a lot of shit yeah. for losing the belt. Never want to leave your uh, championship title in the locker room, John. It's uh, kind of a little bit of a cardinal sin thing. If you fast forward in real life, not too far after this, the inaugural AEW world champion, Chris Jericho, mm-hmm. immediately lost the, the title belt. Oh, that's right. I had forgotten about that. Like, he's busting John Johnson's balls about how can you lose <laughs> the title belt? It's the worst thing you can do. And literally, yeah. like a year and a half later, <laughs> Jericho does the exact same thing. That's hilarious. Art imitates life. Art yes. is our imitating life. We go back to our commentators on this, and uh, that's where uh, Lance tells us that Clint Bobsky's uncle owns the station. That's pretty much why he has his job. And then we get the aside from Fandango over there that Clint is a piece of shit. Clint is a piece of shit. Clint's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> because the commercial. It's like, Clint's a piece of shit. This is also... The first time we hear about uh, why we're watching this, we're heading towards a pay-per-view. Lethal Leap Year. <laughs> Lethal Leap Year. The big 12-man battle royal for this man's belt will be taking place at Lethal Leap Year. Probably Which, the greatest ever <laughs> title of a pay-per-view. <laughs> it should be like the World Cup. Yeah. Like every four years, yeah. we should have a Lethal Leap Year, and it should be spectacular. I- we are back to our initial feeds between Tex Ferguson and Chad Tuban. Chad Tuban sporting his Zubaz pants. He's giving us his side of the argument, saying, you ain't my brother, you ain't my friend. You know, you're always bragging about all the things that you buy. Well, I bought this green jacket. Said <laughs> You can't afford that. <laughs> Which is the only part I didn't understand. I'm like, one guy's saying that he has so much more money because he's got all this nice stuff. And how Chad Tubaz jealous of it all. And then Chad Tubaz like, you can't afford my jacket. <laughs> like, what the <laughs> hell are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's, like, it's, it's a, it's a one-upsmanship between the two of them. And uh, I don't know if either one is actually winning. No. Then this has been sponsored. Someone had to pay for this shit. And apparently it was KFC. Oh, yes. KFC. Has actual KFC yes. uh, sponsored this because they were, I, I do remember this because they had, uh, back in 2017, they had regular commercials, like on regular TV, you know, hawking their uh, Georgia gold chicken. So I remember that was, that was a thing. So this was on top of that, they have Ric Flair, who is playing a Ric Flair impersonator. <laughs> that was just brilliant. Come down and tell them that Nature Boy sent you. <laughs> the actual Ric Flair being billed as Ric Flair impersonator. Ric Flair, Ric Flair impersonator. Yes. Uh, selling this, just just voicing it over. You don't actually see him. You see a picture of him there, but it's meant to be a a impersonator. And we get the voiceover from Ric Flair doing the Ric Flair impersonation. I thought he did a really nice job. At the he did himself very um, well. Yes. <laughs> uh, giving us the Georgia... Woo! Gold! Woo! Chicken! Woo! The new Woo! Crispy! Woo! Tangy! Woo! Honey mustard! Barbecue flavor of Georgia gold chicken! Woo! Look at who's doing this stupid ass skit show! You got John Cena and Ric Flair! Like, do the great. And Ric Flair! The greatest wrestlers of all time! Mm hmm. 
That's, I think that's what, you know, that just brings it up that level. Like putting them in this just gives it that extra level. Yeah. Cause no one's above it. No, everybody's like, no. sure. Why not? Um, we yeah. have impressive pelvis Wesley hocking our first t-shirts. Always be closing. Yes. So you know, do you know who that one is? And this is uh, what's his face from three man band. Um, I got kids, but, uh, yes. It's Heath, Heath Slater Heath Slater. That's right. Real name Heath Miller. By the way, oh, okay. on the site that I went to, it gives you like their actual names and then their wrestling names and then who they played. He's cutting this commercial for the Southpaw merch, which is basically a one color silkscreen t-shirt. And behind yeah. the Elvis impersonator is just this giant piece of footage of a guy dealing cards. Well, that tells you that he's, he's straight out of Vegas. That's Vegas <laughs> right there. That's what that is. You know, they should have had that when they were hawking WrestleMania 9 still. Just a giant screen. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't. Yeah. Of a guy with cards. You know, that would make sense. That closes out episode one. Of course, the logo has to explode on the way out. Yeah. <laughs> the little details. Phenomenal. As the promotion does. Into episode two, the ballad of Big Bart and his chickens is what the episode's called. Yes, the Big Bart, uh, played by Rusev, is absolutely hilarious. Like, he doesn't... I feel like he's just ad-libbing this, but just what he says is unbelievable. Yeah, well, he's playing Rusev as in the guy from a different country. Yeah. Forced to play an American farmer. Yes, everything's USA, USA, while well, he has this heavy accent. With heavy accent, <laughs> and I think at the time, uh, Lana was still doing the... Um, the Russian accent, and she was unrecognizable yeah. to me when the first time I saw it because I was so used to seeing her oh, as yeah. the Lana character. And then mm -hmm. a serious, like, recesses farmer, sister, whatever. <laughs> yeah, something cousin. I don't know. We get the commentators off the top of episode two. Chet Cheddarfield is still drinking really, really hard. <laughs> and we are four weeks away from lethal leap year. <laughs> we are less than four weeks away from Lethal Leap Year. On select closed circuit broadcasting boxes. Which is available on select closed circuit broadcasting boxes everywhere. Which, yes, I love it. 12 on the dial, 12 in the ratings. 12 in the, yes. <laughs> Lethal Leap Year will be held at the Country Fairgrounds. Tickets at Rusty's Pool Hall. <laughs> This is like that one federation that we found a couple of weeks back where I was giving you the names of oh, the, yeah. the various pay-per-views. Yes. <laughs> this is like Garage Rumble. <laughs> yeah. Battle in Mom's Basement. Pretty much. <laughs> Chad could not be more excited for the Leaf Libra as um, explained by Lads Catamaran, who also tells us he misses his father. I miss my father. Well, Big Bartholomew is who we cut to, which is... He's being interviewed by our uh, Chris Jericho character. Yes, Clint Bobsky is up there interviewing Big Bartholomew, and he's telling him that he's going to be facing Mr. McElroy, the, the banker. Got a lot of issues with Mr. McElroy, the banker. At, at Lethal Leap Year, uh, uh, those two will be fighting. He is dressed exactly like Hillbilly Jim. Like, he's got overalls and no shirt. I mean, it's... Yeah, yeah. This is a very Hillbilly Jim thing. Rusev yes. can't figure out what he's supposed to be talking about. So I, I love this commentary. <laughs> he's confusing all the pay-per-views. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight you in the rumble in the leap. This weekend, in the rumble in the leap. Exactly. He's fight for his form. And by one of my favorite lines of this whole thing, he's like, 
where we work hard for the chickens. Yes. We eat chickens. <laughs> when they had nothing and they work hard for the chickens. We eat chickens. He can't get his opponent's <laughs> name right. He's got like a money Roy. He thinks he's a character from the past. We fight hard for the people in the 1900s. For all my neighbors who fought hard for their farm back in the 1900s. Out of that and we're into yet another KFC commercial. Uh, with our Ric Flair impersonator, who has to explain that he is not Ric Flair. <laughs> no, seriously, this is not Ric Flair. And it cuts directly <laughs> after uh, Rusev's like, we eat chickens, and then Fandango <laughs> comes in and cuts to the chicken commercial. Yeah, like, that's right, to the KFC commercial. <laughs> brilliant. Uh, we get not a promo, but more of a vignette of upcoming superstars, I guess. Oh, can't wait for these guys. So <laughs> it is the, it's not the, is it the, were they the Acolytes? I was trying to remember what they were called. The Ascension? It was Connor. Yeah, the Ascension. That's what it was. It was Connor and uh, Victor. Yes. Uh, playing the surf dudes with attitude. attitude. <laughs> yes. Hanging 10 and highing 5. <laughs> that was the surf dudes with attitudes. And their attitude is hanging 10 and highing 5. Uh, this is almost better than the surfing we saw from Crush, even though this is obviously on a green screen. Yeah, they had a lot more skill. They did. Going on. They're pretending <laughs> to surf. They're pretending to be in California. Oh, it was awesome. Do you think they were trying to make fun of Johnny Ace with uh, the... Mm. the oh, what, what the hell dudes was uh, Johnny Ace's tag team called? But that was their gimmick. They came in on like skateboards and shit. Dynamic dudes. Dy the dynamic, dynamic dudes. There dudes. they are. Yep. Yeah. We come back, yeah, and we're with our commentators, and they were trying to get some color from Chet, and all he says is, Susan, call me back. Susan, call me back. And that's the running gag for, like, the rest of the, the entire series. Oh, yeah. Every, everybody's been with Susan, apparently. <laughs> we come out of that, and we're on the farm, supposed to be with Big Bartholomew, but it turns to Mr. McElroy, and Mr. McElroy is played by... Prince Pretty. Tyler Breeze. Yeah. yeah. Tyler Breeze is playing Mr. McElroy, and he's out on the farm. He thinks Big Bartholomew is going to accuse him of trespassing, but how can he be trespassing when he owns the farm? Yes. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> how can be trespassing when I own it? Mr. McElroy is a million dollar man, sleazy real estate character, lots of yes. money, bought the farm out from under poor Big Bartholomew. Yeah. So in order to get the farm back, he has to win the match. Is that the deal? That's the stipulation that they're going with. So they're trying to get him into the, the match. Uh, Mr. McElroy signed the contract so he can win his farm back. While Mr. McElroy, as he laughs this off, his mustache is falling off. His mustache is falling off, and he's he's taking calls to sell the farm right out from under him. Yes, yes, the farm is for sale. <laughs> Commentators at this point are very mean gene. They're very appalled. It's very despicable. I have never seen such activity as we've just witnessed. They're not quite sure what they're going to be. Chet tells us that uh, Susan uh, and Chet had a farm, but she left him for the gardener. <laughs> Susan and I had a farm once. She left me for the gardener. Poor Fandango. <laughs> I know, he's having problems with Susan. And we end our second episode with Lance trying to get Chet to get himself together. Get yourself together. He's seen a place so perfectly that he is just 
slightly above doing this like his career this is so demeaning to him but he actually doesn't have the skill to get to whatever the next level is so he's forced to do this he's just on the edge of being a broken man it's like i wish i was just a little bit better i know i don't deserve this but i'm not good enough for anything else amazing to believe that only 12 years ago today i broadcasted a local affiliate outside of utica new york for six weeks i was on top of the world and here now I'm on top of Southpaw Regional Wrestling. So, episode three is The Man Who Blinded Tex Ferguson. It says, we start off with Pelvis Wesley giving us some dance moves, dancing to what sounds like Bollywood music. Yeah, it does. In the background it's there. It's like country, but, uh, it's but not. Like country like Latin-y, by... Latin-y, Bollywood-ish yeah. type stuff, yeah. Country by way of India. Yes. We then switch over to our commentators with the ever-present. Ever-present. I love how he's the ever-present, like he never leaves. No. Lance Catamaran, flanked by the perspiratory and noxious. (laughs) (laughs) Flanked by the perspiratory and noxious Chet Cheddarfield. Every episode, he gets worse and worse. His hair is almost completely (laughs) combed back. Yeah, he's spitting off to the side. <laughs> yeah, he's got stains <laughs> all over his shirt. He's drunker mm-hmm. every single episode. Easily. Chet's falling apart. Lance Catamaran says, I don't know much about this new rock and roll movement. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's 1987. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not 1950. <laughs> but he is at a loss for words, and uh, they have to cut to try and get Chet back together because Chet's just losing it at this point. Yeah, Chet's just coughing all over he's like choking on his drink we get the technical difficulties <laughs> sign yes so we decide that there is going to be a 12-man battle royal at the lethal leap year lethal leap year of which they announced three peoples yes for the 12-man battle royal that would be john johnson pelvis wesley and a new member here I want to see if you know who this one was. La Barba Grande. La Barba Grande. Who played La Barba Grande? I don't know who played La Barba Grande, although it kind of looks like Rollins. It's not Rollins. But I don't know. It's not Rollins. The the, the Lucha mask is frightening because it looks like a Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees. Oh, yeah. But who is it? Yes. It is the uh, late, great Luke Harper. Really? Yeah. He looks too small. Like, yeah. he's got really skinny arms. That's Luke Harper? Oh, I can, Luke you Harper. know how I could tell the, the hair coming out of the back of the mask. The hair coming off the top yeah. is fake. The hair coming out the yeah. back is, yeah, all right. I can see that. Yeah. Catamaran is once again lamenting all the missed opportunities of his life. He's gotten a little too close to the sun. He had that job. For six weeks, I was on top of the world. Uh, yep. In Utica, New York. Up in Utica. Six weeks, 36 days. <laughs> Not that he was counting. Yes. Yeah. Always good stuff. We then go to the 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 meat of this episode, which is we are back to Tex Ferguson, who now is sporting an eye patch. Yes. And he starts just like name dropping all of these these major wrestlers from from the seventies um, and eighties. <laughs> yes, from the seventies and eighties. Bad news, Alan, to do my eye. Freddie Blassie with his filed down teeth. 
and Susan is apparently with Chad now at this point. You think I care that Susie brought you a green jacket? Guess what Susie got from me? A son named Terry Jean that looks just like old Tex. That's what. And we're still trying to to one-upsmanship because Tex Ferguson can afford an eye patch. <laughs> And Chad, too bad, apparently cannot. In the two seconds it took to go back and forth between the commentators and back to uh, Tex Ferguson, he's lost the other eye. <laughs> yes. Well, apparently in, in, the, in the commentary here, you see it says 14 minutes later, but it really wasn't. Uh, yes, he later, two eye patches. And on this one, we drop, we drop Greg the Hammer Valentine name has taken him out. And he's also sporting a crutch. So Chad, too bad, has apparently paid all these high-named wrestlers from 80s and 70s to take out Tex Ferguson. The thing that's great about this is because we're actually out of storyline. He's actually been beaten. <laughs> like, this isn't like yeah, a, yeah. This, this isn't a, a work. He's been beaten. <laughs> like, he can't see yeah. out of either eye. He, he's <laughs> crippled. This has literally happened to him. Yeah. It's, it's not for the, for the show. It's not wrestling fakery. He's actually gotten his ass kicked every time we cut away. He said he's still going to fight, though. He's just mm -hmm. going to need some help to find the room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then cut to uh, back to Lance and, and Chet, and he brings it over to Big Bartholomew and his cousin, Christian Joy, played by Lana. And they are being interviewed by Clint Bobsky, Chris Jericho. And he mentions that there's going to be an event that Friday with a free pancake breakfast. A huge revelation from the banker who will be appearing this Friday in Kerbland at the Veterans Hall. Free pancake breakfast before the show. Air conditioning, free parking included. Yes. Which uh, the banker will be appearing as well as Big Bartholomew. It, it, it'll also be sporting air conditioning. So, yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, we need air conditioning. Definitely. One of my favorite lines in this one is Clint's uh, um, interviewing them and, you know, Lana goes off on her crazy line. He's just like, well, you look great after living on the streets for a week. <laughs> she's like, she has no dirt on her whatsoever. She looks gorgeous, you know. <laughs> I can tell you also look great from living on the streets for a week. The stipulation of the match is that they're going to lose their house, but the real problem is that I'm crazy. <laughs> she's just screaming yes. at me like... <laughs> if he loses... We won't win our house back, but what they should really be afraid of is that I'm crazy. That is the real problem. So okay. he is going to sign the contract for the USA and all the southern countries. I will sign this not just for me, but for the, the USA and all the southern USA. countries. All the southern USA. countries. Yes. <laughs> Uh, this is the first time we get a wide enough shot to see that he's wearing overall shorts. The contract is just written in pen mm. that says contract in like a Sharpie marker. Yeah. That's how official it is, which is really <laughs> hilarious because remember the contract signing for WrestleMania 9 was like really legit. Like there's practically lawyers there and it's like a booklet this thick. <laughs> they had to like yeah. sign here and here and check over this. And like, this just says contract written in hand on a white sheet of paper. That's all the contract should be. <laughs> They actually got a, a Southpaw box for the microphone. Well, I mean, maybe it's just like a 
piece of cardboard with the, the name <laughs> on it. Hey, money was spent. They spent like tens of dollars on this thing. Yes, tens of dollars. <laughs> it is chaos around here. We go back to our commentators. Uh, Lance Catamaran gives us our sign-off for the episode three, flanked by the ever-intoxicated Chet Cheddarfield. <laughs> And I said, wow, that's very similar to our show. Yeah. <laughs> One of us is drinking. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See you next time. This, <laughs> this is the, the greatest episode of all time. Uh, this might be my favorite uh, yes. thing ever committed to video. This is episode four, <laughs> the death of Southpaw Regional Wrestling, which is funny because we get a season two. Yes. But <laughs> this is phenomenal. It's so ridiculous and nobody sees it coming <laughs> that I just fell out of my chair when I saw this. But here we go. Let's yeah, go into season time. one, episode four. Yeah. Cold open, new Southpaw theme or anything. Just right into Mr. McElroy hanging out by the ocean with a chain around his fist. Uh, you're immediately thinking chain match, dog collar match. Oh, Big Bartholomew, did you think that I was going to use this on you? Did you think that we were going to have a chain match? No, no, no. Apparently, Big Bartholomew did not read the fine print. You need to read the fine print in your contract. That only said contract, contract. on it, by the way. But apparently there was fine print that he couldn't see because it wasn't there. Right. Anyway, he says, you will not be facing me. It's not me that you're going to be facing. Uh, and the best part of this, you will be facing my creature from the sea. <laughs> I call him the sea creature. <laughs> we don't know who this guy is. I was trying to figure this one out. Like, who is the sea creature? And it's not on the site. It's absolutely phenomenal. It's got a Halloween yeah. sea creature mask. It's wearing a green screen suit with hairy arms that are pink. Mm -hmm. He's got seaweed draped on him and one flipper <laughs> on his foot. Yeah. We cut the theme song while he's like laughing maniacally when we get the sea creature. I lost my yes. shit when I saw that. I just... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but it, it's funny because he's like, you will face my creature from the sea. I call him the sea the creature. creature. <laughs> Good stuff. Out of theme um, song, we get Cena and Fandango. They just find it absolutely mind-numbing. Yes. That they have a sea creature in South Ball Regional Wrestling. The graphic comes up, breaking news, Big Bartholomew versus sea creature. Yes. We get a quick cut to Big Bartholomew, and he's just like yelling, it's the devil. <laughs> it's the devil. It's the devil. Oh, Well, we cut over to Tex Ferguson. Yes, he's like the knight in Monty Python's Holy Grail. He just keeps losing body parts. This one, the kids work. His, his right arm has gone dead. The crutch that he had before is now under his other arm. Yes. From his first promo. We get Chad Too Bad right next to him, but he doesn't realize that it's Chad Too Bad because he keeps thinking that it's just in his ear. Yeah, he thinks he's wearing in-ear monitors, which he's not. I'm going to have to start that promo over again because Chad was in my ear nearly the entire time. What I love about it, because he's actually been beaten to death. Lance is trying to tell him that, that Chad is right there. 
next to him, but uh, never gets through to Tex. Did you get the reference, we're live, pal? Tex, we're live, pal. No, no, I miss that. So Tex Ferguson keeps on trying to start from one. Let's go back and, and yeah, yeah, do yeah. the promo. And they keep yeah. on telling him he's live. And they do, the, you're live, pal. That's a real thing. They showed interviews with Sid. And Sid can't get his okay. promo out. And JR is interviewing Sid. And he fucks up his line. He's like, can, can we go back? And he's like, we're live, pal. How do you address those skeptics? Well, the st- skeptics and all the people have a little bit of... Let me do this again. Oh, it's live, pal. Sorry. So that's... <laughs> and Fandango does the quote, we're live, pal. That's a real jab at Sid Vicious. That's awesome. Tex wants to start the promo over, but figures that he can't. Then you just see him buy his Z28. <laughs> what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? I can't walk, I can't see, and my right arm is dead. Oh, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? <laughs> He's lost everything at that point. Back into the commentary booth with Lance Cataveran, and as we are inching closer to Lethal Leap Year. The biggest extravaganza in the history of professional wrestling. Lethal Leap Year. And as he's going through his promo here, he keeps hearing crying in the background. <laughs> yeah. For God's sakes, man. Can you hear that? I know, it, I know it seems like crying, and you always have crying in your head, but can you hear that? Is that, is that coming through? It is coming through. It is coming through. Well, do something about it. It's there again. It's there again. Like the crying in his head. I know we always crying in our head, but <laughs> does anybody actually hear that? Yes. And Lance actually loses his shit here. Damn it. Get your together. So yeah. uh, we have to go to technical difficulties. And we get the uh, uh, commercial with a Rip Flair impersonator who's Ric Flair. The new Woo Crispy. Woo Tangy. Woo! Honey mustard, barbecue flavored, Georgia gold chicken. Woo! You can get one of them to sign your wrapper. Maybe if you ask politely. Woo! Which at this point, I think Ric Flair is basically doing a Ric Flair impersonation of himself. Yeah, (laughs) he's just making it bigger each time. Lance Catamaran comes back. He apologizes about the audio issues. He was caught up in the moment there. And that's when the bomb drops. I'm just being handed a piece of news right now. Hold one second. There is no f-ing leap year. What? We have been running television all year for lethal leap year. What? And nobody, nobody in the office, nobody pushing pencils looked at a calendar to figure out that there is no leap year. My God, man, we're going to be ruined. Yeah, I knew that leap year happens on you know eights twos yes it's always even numbers i knew that yeah so it's an odd year (laughs) so there is no february 29th once again lance loses his his shit and that's it that puts Uh, the nail in the coffin uh there will be no more (laughs) south pole regional wrestling yes you think that there will be no more south pole regional wrestling until we have a season two I, this had to be just so, so good. It, there must have been such a buzz over this, or so many people were streaming it that they're like, we got to do another one. Mm-hmm. It was phenomenal. More of this, world. Please give me more of this. Yeah, and if they did this, you know, I don't know if 
thinking this is a weekly show, I think that might be a little bit much considering their schedules, but, you know, put some of the, uh, you know, the talent that might not be doing something major on the, the, the top shows right now, just put them on it and give them, give them the microphone for a little while. I think that would, that would go over pretty well. Put it in Raw. Put it in SmackDown. Like, as people, like, instead of having a blow-off match where everybody goes and gets their popcorn, put this on the screen mm. for a while. Uh, yeah. Fandango and um, and Tyler Breeze doing the Fashion Police was just like this. Funny skits in the middle of the show. Why not? Yeah. There's only so much, hey, you know, you interfered in my match or you did that. I'm going to fight. Yeah, there's only so much you can do, especially with five hours of television a week. They need some sort of comic relief. Yeah, have a variety, little variety show. Did you know Rusev's real name is, oh my goodness, I can't even pronounce this, Miroslav Barnyashev. That's Rusev's real name. His name is, I get to sleep with Lana every goddamn night. <laughs> Damn you, Rusev. Rusev is fine. Yes. Rusev's like, hey, he needs a better push. I'm like, Rusev has plenty. He's fine. Yes. Why don't they push Miro? Miro doesn't need any push. Miro's got everything he needs. Yeah. The summary that was on the the um, IMDb from this sums up everything pretty nicely. It's, yeah, there are two major feuds heading into Lethal Leap here. Tex Ferguson versus Chad Tubad and Big Bartholomew versus Mr. McElroy. Ferguson and Tubad are former partners turned enemies. McElroy is an evil banker who buys Bartholomew's family farm out from under him. McElroy then recruits a mysterious masked wrestler, sea creature, to fight <laughs> Bartholomew at Lethal Leafier. Like, it sounds like if you didn't see the show in context mm-hmm. and you just kind of read that, you know, I could see that being a wrestling storyline. Right yeah, there. it's perfect. Yeah. It's better, it's better yeah. than half the shit we got going into WrestleMania 9. Or how about poor SummerSlam, yeah. where we, we spent, what, the entire summer watching feuds and none of them paid off? And none of them were at SummerSlam. We yeah. had no blow-off matches well, for any of them. They just made shit up for yeah. SummerSlam. They did. They just yeah. made the card out of thin air. We had to go and invent our own SummerSlam. We did. We did. We've invented our own pay-per-view. We had to fight, like, Rampage 92. <laughs> It was actually SummerSlam. Yeah. It really was. It's something that should be looked at. And uh, I think there's definitely an audience out there for this type of programming for kids or even for adults. Just let them do other shit. They get yeah. so bent out of shape when they do do this on their own. Like they have a YouTube or an OnlyFans or something. And they're like, wait a minute. Or, or a Twitch stream. Like, where's our revenue of that? These guys want to do other shit. Let them do other yeah. shit. Let them do stuff like this. I, oh, I'm, I'm so for this. They... Yeah, like Danhausen does this all the time. Oh yeah, watches YouTube. Yeah, he's got his own he's got YouTube his own... channel. Yeah, he never has to wrestle Dan... a day in his life. He's the, he's the Danhausen number... would be an awesome addition to South Park wrestling. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> this dude barely wrestles at all, and he has the number one merch sales for the company. Yeah. Maybe we don't need to see people fake fight all the time. Yeah, something more, a little bit different. More Mounties, more more Saturday morning mm-hmm. superstars. God damn it. All right. Well, All right. we're back at it next week with uh, the uh, aftermath of yes. uh, WrestleMania 9, the backlash before backlash was. A th- yeah, well, I know it's going to be all uh, all about Hogan. It's going to be Hogan nonstop until there is no Hogan. Um, but uh, I think you told, told me that we uh, go into King of the Ring. Yes. So we'll there will be pay-per-view. another pay-per-view. 
So yeah. there's a new pay-per-view coming in. So maybe we don't have like, as we did last year, this long-standing nothingness that is the summer no, uh, well, until well, SummerSlam. So there will be some, we'll have some feuds sort of lined up for King of the Ring. Like, yes, this is the, the so. start of the big five. Before we get in your houses, mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. have the big five. All right, Very dude. Good. All right. Well, this was fun. It was something a little bit different, a little bit off to the side. Uh, as I said, it was the South Balls, a little bit to the left. Um, and, <laughs> if you uh, have not I seen South it. Paul Regional yeah. Wrestling, get on the cock right now. Watch. <laughs> it's the greatest thing the company has ever done. Yes. 100%. Definitely on there. Look it up. Search it out. And wow. It will not take a lot of your time. <laughs> no. All uh, right, dude. Sayonara, Undertaker. Right. Yes. And, and Shawn Michaels has... Uh, actually, I'm going to say... Uh, let's go. John Johnson Judge. has left the building. My creature from the sea. <laughs>